Hello, and welcome to the second podcast for the National Development Finance Agency as part of the NTMA podcast series, NTMA Talks. I'm Suzanne Fitzpatrick, and with me today is Derek Allen. Both Derek and I are members of the team that is involved in the delivery of the Irish government's social housing PPP programme. The NDFA, as you may be aware from our first podcast on the PPP project at Grange Gorman, delivers major public infrastructure projects on behalf of government departments and agencies, mainly through the public-private partnership or PPP model, but also via traditional exchequer funding. The first two project bundles, they're providing almost a thousand homes fully occupied across 14 sites. And the third bundle is is currently in procurement and expected to deliver almost 500 homes on, on six sites. We'll also be joined later in the podcast by Gareth Rohn, PPP Project Manager from Dublin City Council, who will be sharing the local authority experience of the social housing PPP programme. For any of our listeners who may not be familiar with them, PPPs are contractual agreements between the government and the private sector to finance, design, build, operate and maintain public infrastructure projects. In exchange, the PPP company receives a monthly payment over the life of the contract, which is typically 25 years, and this allows the state to spread the capital cost of the project. At the end of that contract, the state takes over the facilities, which are handed back in a predefined condition. Once the projects are built, the PPP company is required to maintain and operate them for the duration of the contract. These projects could be schools, roads, courthouses, healthcare facilities, and in this case, homes. The PPP company typically provides facilities management services, such as building maintenance, as well as cleaning and waste management services. This means that the users of the building can focus on delivering their core services, such as teaching or patient care, and don't need to worry about managing the facilities themselves. Derek, the NDFA is the procuring authority and financial advisor for the social housing PPP programme, working with many other stakeholders, including the Department of Housing, Local Government and Heritage, and other local authorities in areas where the homes will be built. You've been involved in the Social Housing PPP programme since its initiation in 2015. Could you give our listeners some of the background to the development of the programme and how the NDFA team and other stakeholders approached and addressed the specific challenges during those early days? Yeah, of course, Suzanne. I, I suppose when um, the Department of Housing first started discussing a, a social housing PPP programme with us, um, it was part of a, a range of housing options that um, the government was exploring in order to maximise uh, social housing delivery. So we knew from our uh, previous NDFA projects that we, we had a, a PPP model that had successfully delivered bundled infrastructure in the uh, in the education, justice and, and healthcare sectors. But I, I suppose for, for social housing, there was um, specific considerations that had to be understood and, and, and catered for, uh, issues such as tenancy management, uh, community support, um, and most importantly, the tenants, the fact that these buildings were going to be people's homes. And, uh, and then, you know, other issues like the the structures required to enable various local authorities in, in, in different parts of the country to work together to deliver a uh, project bundle and, and so forth. So, so look, there was a, a lot of engagement early on with um, the different stakeholders, um, local authorities and approved housing bodies who, who had the experience and established history of delivering social housing in Ireland. Um, we also met with organisations in the UK that were, were also delivering social housing using similar approaches and uh, and then entities like um, designers, builders, uh, funders, investors. So through this engagement, we were able to identify the, the key priorities and uh, the areas where challenges may present. 
Um, for example, it was it was very important to local authorities that these homes and uh, the local authority land remained in state ownership. That there there wouldn't be uh, there would be no transfer to the to the private sector. Tenancy management was was also a very important area of focus. Um, it, it was essential that tenants in the PPP homes would have the same rights and obligations as other local authority tenants. Uh, and we were able to achieve this by ensuring that the local authority retained the role of landlord, uh, had full control of allocating tenants, and that um, that basically all, all, all local authority uh, social housing policies applied. So what you're saying, Derek, is that using the NDFA's standard PPP contract and proven delivery mechanisms for availability-based PPPs in other sectors, we could adapt them to, to facilitate tenancy management in our social housing PPP programme. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so essentially the, the PPP company, that's, that's what we call the, the consortium assigns the contract with the state, um, they could provide the tenancy management services as as a local authority's agent and, and they could do that through a, an approved housing body partner. And that inclusion of the approved housing body sector in relation to tenancy management services was an important factor for local authorities, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely uh, it was and, and uh, I suppose for those who may not know, approved housing bodies are, are independent um, not-for-profit organisations who provide affordable rental and, and social housing. They they're approved under the, the Housing Act and um, that allows them to work with local authorities to provide housing. And uh, as I said before, they also do great work supporting the development of the communities that live in them, which is, which is just as important. So, look, it was, it was clear that they had the right experience uh, and skills to deliver the, the tenancy management services uh, in the PPP structure. And, um, you know, Suzanne, as you say, their, their involvement was really important for the, for the programme stakeholders. And once that approach was agreed, it led to an initial programme of three project bundles delivering almost 1,500 homes across 20 sites nationwide. Can you tell us why the projects are in bundles and how many homes have been delivered so far? The first two project bundles, they're, they're providing almost 1,000 homes, um, now fully occupied across 14 sites. And, uh, and the third bundle is, is currently in procurement and expected to deliver almost 500 homes on, on six sites. So... Um, in, in terms of the bundling, really, really that's for reasons around scale and efficiency. We, um, we bundle a number of sites um, across different local authorities for each project. And for each project, one local authority then is designated the, the lead local authority. Um, so in Bundle 1, it's, it's led by Dublin City Council uh, in collaboration with Kildare, Louth, South Dublin and Wicklow County Councils. And Bundle 2 then is led by Cork County Council uh, in collaboration with the local authorities in Clare, Galway City, Roscommon and Waterford. Uh, and then Bundle 3, it, that's, it's, it's also led by Dublin City Council in collaboration with the local authorities in Kildare, Sligo and Wicklow. Okay, so quite a regional spread there across the country. I think it's also important to say that the programme is delivering high quality energy efficient homes across a mix of accommodation types, including houses, duplexes, apartments, all catering for families, the elderly or people who no longer need bigger homes. The, the schemes also incorporate well-designed public open spaces into the plans, which is great to see. Absolutely. We, we have to acknowledge the, uh, the great work by all involved in the um, design and delivery of the first two projects, uh, including our own design team, who, with the local authorities, brought them through the planning process. And, and then, of course, our PPP partners, who delivered bundles one and two through the challenges of, of COVID-19. 
and, and continue to provide the maintenance and tenancy management services. And uh, look, on, on the subject of energy efficiency, I should say that sustainability is a core principle in these developments, um, from the design of the landscaped areas to the high A2 rating of homes, uh, they, they meet the nearly zero energy building or NZEB standard. And, uh, and there's great work being done that during the service period in supporting the tenants to, um, to ensure their homes are running as efficiently as possible. Derek, we've discussed some of the specific contractual structures developed for the, the social housing programme, but, but let's move on now to discuss stakeholder collaboration. Do you think our, our stakeholders considered the approach adopted has been successful in social housing contexts to date? Yeah, look, I would say collaboration is a, is a key feature for the success of, of any programme, um, particularly with so many stakeholders. So, you know, working closely with Department of Housing and all the participating local authorities um, and adopting this collaborative approach has, has proven to be really important um, for the successful delivery of models one and two and um, I think this has provided a strong platform now for future delivery using this um, PPP mechanism, which you know has to be said, it, it essentially delivers local authority housing in in local authority ownership. You know, it's it's not the only solution to social housing provision, but it can certainly uh, complement other approaches and uh, add capacity to to housing delivery. Look, in, in terms of bundle one, it really was a project of firsts uh, in many ways. It was the the first social housing PPP of this nature to be delivered in Ireland. It was the first time that multiple local authorities collaborated uh, to deliver a joint housing project. It was the first time the European Investment Bank provided financing um, to the social housing sector using a, a PPP structure anywhere in Europe. And um, it was the first time the charity sector in the form of uh, an approved housing body had been a member of a PPP uh, consortium in Ireland. So, look, I think... I think key stakeholders would agree that the bundles one and two of the programme have been a success and it's you know demonstrated that this approach can contribute positively to social housing delivery. Definitely. And as I mentioned at the start, Gareth Roan from Dublin City Council is going to join us shortly. And we look forward to hearing his views and experience of the programme from the local authorities' perspective. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Derek, I think you've given us a really good summary there of what's been delivered to date. And of course, we have the third bundle of the programme set to deliver just under 500 homes across six sites currently in procurement. But let's look forward now uh, and talk about the new bundles in the PPP programme. With the successful delivery of bundles one, two and bundle three at pre-procurement stage, the government's housing for all plan in 2021 included plans for the further use of the PPP model to deliver social housing. Since then, there's been really excellent engagement by the Department of Housing and the local government management agency, specifically the Housing Delivery Coordination Office and local authorities to identify suitable sites for inclusion in the programme. At this point, that programme currently includes a further four bundles of projects. When all seven bundles are complete, total delivery under the programme will be around 4,500 homes. And I should say that all numbers are subject to design, development and planning. Can you share with our listeners any lessons learned from those early bundles and the efficiencies achieved by using the project bundles? Yeah, look, as, as, as you know, Suzanne, we've, we've been in discussions about the new bundles in the programme um, extensively over the past year with, uh, with a variety of stakeholders. Um, including government departments, local authorities and uh, potential private sector participants, uh, the supply chain in both um, Ireland and overseas. And it's, it's been apparent that a visible pipeline of projects is, is very important to all parties. 
So I suppose uh, what a visible pipeline project brings is a number of advantages when it comes to delivery. Firstly, it gives visibility to the supply chain, which which we ultimately need to deliver the projects and, and allows them to plan plan their resources. Um, secondly, it allows us to, to leverage efficiencies from the repeatability of the process and uh, incorporate lessons from each project to the next. It allows us to maintain progress, even if individual projects experience delays. So, so for example, uh, sites can have varying degrees of complexity and uh, can progress through the planning permission stage at different rates. So it's important to get as many sites into that design and planning process early on. And um, look, that's what we're currently doing with all uh, 18 sites for bundles four and five, uh, which should allow us to manage the bundling of the sites as they get planning permission. Yes, it's clearly beneficial for everyone involved to have that visibility of the future pipeline. Yeah, and look, uh, another area of focus for us has been the, the standardisation of design across the sites in a bundle, um, and, you know, ensuring that the designs are capable of being delivered through a variety of um, modern methods of, of construction or MMCs, it's, it's also known. So I would say that we have, in fact, had success in this area on, on bundles one and two, where we saw extensive use of um, timber timber frame construction. Uh, we also had examples of insulated concrete formwork and, uh, and various other solutions. So, you know, we really want to build on that going forward and enable MMC as, uh, as a solution to the best extent possible. It's... Um, it's not always straightforward. Uh, site specifics will need to be addressed in the design and uh, no two sites present the same challenges, but it's certainly an area of focus on the new bundles in the programme and um, you know, our colleagues in the department, the, the participating local authorities and the design team are all aligned in this. Thanks, Derek. It, it is clear from what you've said that having that visibility on the future pipeline provides great opportunities. But obviously there is a lot of work ahead for the NDFA and our stakeholders in delivering these homes. We've mentioned the importance of collaboration between stakeholders a few times already, particularly the close working relations that we've developed to enable that. Dublin City Council is the lead local authority on bundles one, three, four and five. So have extensive experience in the PPP model to deliver social housing. I'm delighted to welcome Gareth Roan, Dublin City Council's project manager for the programme. Gareth, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. We are very interested in hearing about your experience of the project and any perspectives you can share with us about the delivery of these homes for your tenants. Suzanne, thanks. I'm very happy to share Dublin City Council's experience today with yourself and Derek today as a lead local authority in the PPP programme. The provision of new housing, and especially new social and affordable housing, represents one of the key challenges facing the state, especially in the Dublin region. Not only is constrained housing supply a threat to economic development, but it also places a significant strain on the families and individuals who find themselves living in our emergency homeless accommodation. In this regard, the construction of 1,000 new homes to date under social housing, bundles 1 and 2, was very welcome in delivering a new pipeline of housing and tenancy management services. Suzanne, recent years have seen significant efforts by public bodies, including Dublin City Council, to embrace new approaches to the delivery of public housing. Under Housing for All, the Government's Housing Plan to 2030, the overall objective is that every citizen should have access to good quality homes. The PPP programme is an important delivery pipeline. Absolutely, Gareth. Could you maybe elaborate on what has contributed to the success of this programme to date? Certainly, Suzanne. What makes this programme unique is the strong partnerships that are grounded on common values, trust and experience with our colleagues in the Department of Housing across the local authority sector and with the NDFA. With Bundle 1 now in the operational phase over two years, 
what has remained consistent is the work by all the agencies to ensure the local authority residents are not just living in a home, but they are settling into their new communities. I've had the pleasure to visit the PPP development since I've taken up this role. And what I have found is the tenancy and facility management services provided by PPP Co are to the highest of standards, with the residents at the centre of these services. And as you mentioned earlier, Derek, a key benefit of the PPP model is that these local authority developments remain in local authority ownership. Agreed. It is a key characteristic of the approach, as is the community being at the centre of the services. It's all about community when these developments are built. I was delighted to hear that Church Rail Gardens, one of the developments in Bundle 1, won an All-Ireland Award for Best Housing Story earlier this year. It was great to see the community come together on a summer's night in June to celebrate receiving this award. And what was evident was that it wasn't just the residents living in Church Rail Gardens, but the wider community there to share this occasion. I'll conclude by saying that the experience for Dublin City Council of delivering the PPP programme has been a positive one to date and we have found working with the NDFA, the Department of Housing and our other local authority colleagues in the programme to be very effective. Gareth, thank you for sharing those insights from Dublin City Council with us. Thanks also to you, Derek, for giving us the background into the early stages of developing the programme and details of the projects. It all really adds context and helps us understand in greater depth what the programme is delivering. The NDFA is proud of the role that the Social Housing PPP programme is playing in contributing to the government's strategic objectives for social housing delivery. And we hope that all our listeners have found this discussion interesting. For more information on the NDFA and the projects that we are currently procuring, please check out our website www.ndfa.ie.